Welcome to Fearless Hustle Collective, a podcast for creative female entrepreneurs and a home to honest conversations about the ups and downs of running your own business. Well, hello and welcome back. It's episode 18 today and I'm chatting to Aisa, who is a fellow photographer. Aisa specialises in portrait photography for couples and brands and we chat about her journey of setting up her own business, the reasons behind her move away from London, what it's like to share authentically online and how being open can lead to real connections. Let's jump straight in. Hi Aisa, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, it's such a pleasure. I'm really excited. A bit nervous, but excited as well. No, I don't be nervous. I won't bite. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. It's just always being on the spot and knowing people are listening at some point. <laughs> yeah, I know, totally. Oh, wow. I, yeah. Strange feeling, isn't it? It is. And it's funny enough, I've, I've uh, recorded a podcast for someone else and... Yeah. Yeah, I was nervous, so I totally, totally get Yeah, that. it's just such a, I can imagine it's a different, yeah, I did like a podcast recording, so this is not my first one, but um, I did one with Kate Ferris, and oh, yeah. uh, but I came on as a coachee in the episode, so I feel like now I have to come on as some kind of an expert or something, <laughs> <laughs> no. which is, you know, just a silly idea in my head, but yeah, it kind of changes the game a little bit, it's like, oh, it's a bit of a different feeling, I feel more nervous. <laughs> Yeah, no, you'll be fine, I promise, you'll be fine. So why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about yourself uh, and what it is that you do? Cool. Um, so I'm a photographer. Um, I'm based in East Sussex in a small town called Lewis. And I, uh, I create photography for, um, I kind of do two types. So I do photography for small business owners, um, so kind of soulful creatives, makers, artists, um, and entrepreneurs, and um helping with their personal branding and I also do photography for couples and for weddings as well cool so, so there's quite adventurous qu- sessions <laughs> yeah yeah quite a few different bits actually in that case yeah I've, I've narrowed it down over the last year I was doing a little bit more with brands and events as well but realized that just wasn't where my heart was um I mean I really enjoyed it and and worked with some really awesome people but I just realized that I much prefer working kind of one-to-one or with a couple and doing kind of more intimate stuff. Mm. I tend to work with people who are not very comfortable in front of the camera. So it's a lot of kind of emotional work as well. A lot of um, helping people through that journey of, you know, showing up for their business or capturing memories for their very kind of intimate life, I guess. So I really, really kind of um, thrive on that. I really love that connection, the more intimate aspect of it than just photographing products. I like it when it's kind of wrapped into that, but um, not necessarily when it's just on its own. I think it doesn't drive me as much as creating for people yeah no I totally I totally kind of relate to that I used to mm-hmm. model test shoots and oh right wow yeah um I enjoyed it because it was kind of creative and stuff but after yeah. a while I realized that there wasn't I didn't have that connection at all mm-hmm. with the person I was photographing because it felt very this is what we need to do and we get it done and, and it kind of it felt I don't know it just it didn't quite feel genuine enough so yeah hence kind of my move away from that and I moved into things like weddings and stuff where it's a bit more mm. of a, a real kind of real emotions I guess that are involved in the day yeah it's a really different thing isn't it I, I kind of didn't think about it as I was introducing myself but we do quite a similar thing don't we um I would say so yeah really cool yeah um no, I totally relate because it's like 
I think you have to test and try things and there's always something that you learn in different aspects like I found that doing you know I don't know food photography actually helps me with composition in in photographing portraits and you'd think they're kind of not entirely related but I find Mm. it really helpful to explore all these other subjects but you do ultimately have to find something you kind of most click with and yeah I was talking to a friend of mine and she was talking she used to be a photographer for sort of like interiors and food and she Mm -hmm. said you know she could spend hours just arranging spices around a cup and that would be really exciting for her and just photographing life seemed like she wasn't creating anything and I'm kind of the opposite like I'd be like I'm so impatient I can't do that I can't I enjoy it but I'm not too patient with like styling I need to work with a really cool stylist yeah (laughs) I do that all the time I'd I'd probably go mental yeah that's really that's a really interesting thing but it just shows that everybody's different and everybody exactly there's nothing different things Mm, there's like nothing wrong with you if you don't like it it's just yeah we're all kind of motivated and and excited by different things yeah 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 makes the world much more colorful (laughs) yeah definitely and more exciting yeah definitely so why don't we go back to when you first started your business when was that and how what what did it look like oh it's been a long winded journey really um I mean officially I launched uh, my business as this business as it is now um in 27 early 2017 so it's not been very long um that's kind of when I officially committed I want to be a photographer that's what I've always dreamed about and I'm gonna do it um yeah so that was that was the kind of official start I would consider when I started my business basically Mm -hmm. but I did do some freelance photography before for two three years before that as well but it was just a lot more sporadic okay and so what did you do before that after I think because you went to university didn't you Yes, I went to university, I did international relations, so not entirely related. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, um, I was shooting mostly, like for work, I think I got my first sort of paid gigs, um, kind of the, the first year after university, when I started exploring photo- photography more again. And um, I was doing lots of various different things. I was doing mostly events, like community-related kind of arts events and shooting a lot for um, food growers and sort of community projects focused around growing food in a city and more sustainable food and that kind of stuff. It was a very, very specific niche. Um, But I didn't find that to find work because a lot of them were like charities and NGOs Mm. and really small community projects it wasn't it didn't really seem like a viable option for a kind of sustainable career so I really enjoyed working with that but it was just work was very sporadic so I was always doing something else as well and kind of working in other ways as part of those projects like doing social media or I was running gardening sessions and yeah just doing lots of lots of different things as well that sounds, so, 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 sounds really fun though um it, yeah it was it definitely was and I'm like I did a degree in international relations and I'm, I've always been very passionate about that and uh, about kind of any global problems or local problems that are more political um so I found that I've merged my love for the countryside and growing food with that kind of more political aspect of it of kind of sustainable food and food systems and I merged those two passions together and I really enjoyed it but it just there was something missing I think I I really did just need to hit a point where I realized that I wanted to be a photographer I didn't want to 
just participate in these interesting projects. I wanted to do something that was clear, that was my own, and that was focused around photography completely. Mm. So that's when it changed. And then I kind of, I guess I did a lot, did a lot of like digging deeper and thinking about what do I actually love to photograph um, before I even started thinking about, you know, also what can I make it, what can I turn into a business? What is there a market for? Um, and I knew I've always loved photographing people. I mean, I love photographing food and, and, and gardens and nature. And that's always been, always has been and will be a feature in my work. Um, but my focus has always been people. So I just kind of, that was the natural sort of progression. I started, I created my website officially and I sort of, sort of put a load on my portfolio and I'm mostly focused on portraits and then it kind of evolved from there. I mean, none of the work that I had up then in like early 2017, um, none of that is up on my website at the moment. <laughs> it all kind of changed and yeah, I became more focused as to what I wanted to do and it crystallized over time. Yeah, of course it does, isn't it? You kind of um, evolve over time with regards to what it is that you yeah. definitely want to focus on. And I think you can't, as much as you can prepare for that before you launch, you you don't really know exactly how things are going to turn out, what's going to excite you and mm. fulfil you. And I guess it takes time and, and it takes doing that work to then realise yeah. that perhaps it's not the right kind of work yeah, and absolutely. you need to fine-tune things. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I really admire people that I see sort of, you know, you kind of look at Instagram and you see these people prop up that have these like beautiful businesses that are launching and they seem to have everything together and you think, mm. oh my God, I was nothing like that when I launched my business. But you also know that obviously there's a lot of behind the scenes work that must have happened to get them to that point. And I think that's amazing. And that is their way of doing things, obviously. But I know that doesn't necessarily work for me because if I wait until it's all going to be perfect and it's all very clear and crystallized I'm just not going to start you you're know? not going to do anything yeah yeah so I think that even though like when I first made my website and started putting my portfolio together I knew that I, that wasn't the result that I wanted I knew that I was going to create more work I was planning shoots I was sort of putting things in the diary trying to kind of focus on what is actually the kind of work that I want to create because I wanted to change my style as well so I was like you know I know that's going to be a process but I wanted to just put those best images that I had at the time onto a portfolio so that I have something to show to people as well because if I was to look for work or even a collaboration I wanted to be able to say okay this is what I've created so mm -hmm. far I'm kind mm -hmm. of going in a different direction at the moment but you know this is my work now and I think if I hadn't done that, I probably would have taken a lot longer launching the thing itself. And I think it's through, for me, through the process of trying to sort of piece things together and make something happen, I figure out what actually works because you have to try things as well. Like if I hadn't done all the kind of brand work in the last year and, and a half, I, would, I wouldn't know that it's not necessarily the right thing for me. I would have just always thought, oh am I missing out is that something yeah, I'd love yeah. to do but I'm just afraid of trying so I just kind of I'll look at things that way it's like try first and decide later because you can always drop something if you hate doing it you know? no that's a great way of looking at it and I think for anyone starting I think you do feel like you've got to have everything worked out exactly oh, how yeah, it's meant to be but it, it's that's <laughs> never the case and it's not no 
it 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 just doesn't work that way does it, it you, you've got to just go mm-hmm. through the motions of working it out kind of step by step I suppose yeah absolutely I think you can look at people who seem to have it all together immediately but it's impossible that, that that's where they started it's clear that they were will have either launched another business or this is a relaunch and they've done things before in a different way and now they've gotten clear about it and they've and I've seen people do that as well you know have a complete like rebrand and relaunch change their offerings change their theme and and the brand and the design and perhaps like some of the values because they've gone through that process of trying something realizing how it wasn't working completely to how they wanted to be and then that is the product of that journey it's never like, a, right, I'm going to launch a business tomorrow and the idea is all clear because we just don't see that background the whole, you know, it could be years in the making. Like I launched my business very much not long ago, <laughs> um, but I have been doing photography for all my life. You know, I was looking through my work the other day and just seeing how everything developed, how even to my sort of like, I'm not even aware of how much my style, my ideas were already in making years before I even decided that this is how I want my style to go or the direction I wanted to grow into. Like I can look back now and see how that was already in progress, but um, no one can see that, you know, because I, I don't show it online. So to people, maybe they will look and think, oh, wow, she started in 2017 and this is where she began. But like, obviously, no, that's, that's years in the making, you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I find as well that my um, style of photography has mm. kind of developed and changed over time. Yeah. And it's, it's again, it's a natural progression. And I think our, perhaps as we grow, as we learn more, our taste changes as well. So that is something yeah, to kind of yeah. take into consideration because that will influence then what we want to put out there as well. Mm, absolutely and I mean it would be really boring if we didn't change and didn't grow exactly that's that's what makes yeah. it exciting and kind of <laughs> yeah um you know it's always a bit of an unknown I suppose and to you know how it's going to develop yeah I, I find that really interesting for example looking at uh, the work of people that I really admire and look up to you know professionals who've been in the industry for years um and thinking about, I say, I came across some of them when I started my business and I started looking at people doing something similar or, you know, perhaps not entirely what I'm doing, but just other photographers who are kind of big and, and who are doing really well. And um, some of them, like, I really admire their work and I started following them. And the work that I looked up to then, their work has changed in these last two years um, entirely, you know, and and they have explored new ways and new methods and they have changed the way they do things. And I really love seeing that kind of artistic progression because you can see that someone gets to a point where their work is amazing, but that growth is never done because there's always something else they want to explore or want to shoot more of again. And, you know, all that change happens. So I love seeing that progression in the people I admire. And that's always a really good reminder for me that that's just going to be my natural journey as well that it will all change and perhaps things that the way that I'd, I would like my work to look now I might imagine that differently in a year's time and also yeah you kind of shoot you practice things and then you find new things that you enjoy in your own work as well and you get new ideas and you never really know how it's all going to pan out 
Yeah, one yeah. of my favourite things um, used to be to go on Flickr and look at the accounts that I really kind of, really kind of looked up to um, yeah. and go back to the very first pages. Oh my God, it's amazing, isn't it? I do that on Instagram yeah. with everyone I ever felt really jealous of at any point. Yes. I thought, oh my God, their work is amazing. I wish I could do it like that, you know, because we all get that, obviously. I would then, as an exercise, go through their Instagram and go back, and then you like look Let's back. See how much like, oh has changed. <laughs> you find some photos that you're like, "Oh, I'm so much better." <laughs> you know, and it's like in that kind of non, not a mean way, but just it is really good for your own confidence because you realise that everyone starts somewhere, everyone gets better in time, and it's just putting the time and the practice in because you realise, you know, I'm, they might be amazing now, but they were not that incredible, like eight years ago exactly <laughs> so think, okay yeah. well I'm starting where I am so I've still got years to go as well and that it, really helps <laughs> it, it puts things into perspective I think massively yeah. so yeah it's yeah it's one of my favorite things to do mm. so I wanted to ask you you've kind of recently written a blog post about um choosing to leave London because that's where you were based when you uh, moved over here wasn't it yeah yeah I was so, um so how long ago did you move and what was kind of the reason for the move um so um I moved in 2016 in August um and that's when um so yeah I moved in 2016 in August and just to kind of put a timeline in there I started my business at the start of 2017 so um it's all very much related to each other as well um I left London because well, initially I moved to London for university. So I, I grew up um, in Lithuania. I was there till I was 18. And then I moved to London for university. And I really, I was really excited about being in a city. You know, when you're 18 and you've grown up in a small country, it's like, oh my God, the world. Yeah. <laughs> and everything's exciting. And it's just, it's wonderful to be there. I, I was really happy with that choice because it really, it changed my life, it changed my world, it changed my, kind of expanded my horizons, did exactly what I intended for it to do. Um, but after university, I felt really lost and I was str really struggling in terms of finding work and figuring out what I wanted to do. I had very little career guidance kind of growing up and through university, so I was really, I felt really lost. I didn't really know what I was doing or what I was supposed to do. Um, so I found myself sort of dabbling in various different projects. I was working in bars just to kind of make the ends meet. And after a while, I just, I started, I just wasn't feeling very happy. I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I was lacking something. And I found myself um, so naturally drawn to all these kind of food projects and community gardens and I remember having this conversation with a friend of mine who lived on a boat in London and uh, he was talking about moving away and I was talking about kind of, yeah, we were just sort of talking about our life and, and the things that we do and we, it was him that said, you know, we both have that similar way of existing in London where we kind of tend to find the back routes to get to places and we find the community gardens and the local communities and, and the nature spots. It's like we're pretending that we don't live in London mm. whilst in London. <laughs> and that really just put things in such a clear kind of way for me. And I remember just laughing at that and thinking, you know, you're a hundred percent right. It is like we're pretending that we don't live in a big city because um, it was very clear that we desired to live somewhere that was more connected to nature and to have more space and 
that really kind of dawned on me and it was sort of around that time that I was doing these kind of um a, a group of friends of mine we decided to to get together and do these kind of sessions where we'd talk about future plans and things that were maybe holding us back it's almost like group mentoring sessions where we kind of did that for each other um and we had this little exercise where we drew out our ideas for you know the wildest dreams that we had for where we wanted our lives to go and something that came up for me was um living in the countryside and having some kind of community that's based more in the country and all of that and I was looking at that and it seemed like a crazy wild idea um apart from moving back to Lithuania I didn't really see it as a viable option to do here in UK um but it kind of came to the point where I was I was feeling really frustrated with where I was and I just realized that I needed I needed to make a diff make a change I needed to to feel like I was more in control of my life because I felt like living in London was exciting, but it wasn't exciting me anymore. I, I wasn't making use of the opportunities that were there. I was, you know, there's this fear of missing out that we get when we think of big cities. But in reality, I wasn't attending any of the events and I wasn't doing anything because I was constantly broke or I was busy. Or, you know, there's too much going on and you can't do everything. And when you work all the time, it's like, well, I might as well do that somehow, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, it kind of became clear to me that I needed to make a change and that I needed to choose a direction. And then the countryside thing came up again because I really, really, I needed that balance that I had in my life growing up between having the country and having the city. I was also always kind of brought up between the two. And um, it was just not good for my mental health. It wasn't good for my just general well-being mm. like my soul was lacking um yeah and then that kind of just really sort of became very clear that I needed to make a different a, a big big change in my life and I didn't want to move countries again um I didn't want to go back to Lithuania I then decided that I will move to the countryside <laughs> it was this kind of mental idea I didn't know where I I didn't you know, I didn't know what I could lose in that process. I was worried that I would lose all the connection and the community that I had around me. Uh, but I kind of just went for it. Things just really lined up. The minute I made that decision to move, everything just kind of fell into place. I couldn't really explain it. I mean, it sounds maybe, um, it basically was, it was very much like when people say, so, you know, how, how did you move? I just say serendipity because it's just, things just happened and it led me to Lewis. And I settled here at the end of the summer in 2016. And I just haven't looked back. It's, it's been amazing. So Everything, it was the right, right decision? It was absolutely. I mean, it was amazing because but the big part of moving was also to figure out what I wanted because I found London to be such a loud place. Um, not, in, not only in the kind of physical aspect of it, you know, it's noisy, there's lots of people, lots of pollutions, so you can't see the stars. Um, which I can do now and it's amazing and I'm grateful for it every day um, but it's loud in terms of like everyone it's like a rat race isn't it and it's everyone's got these ambitions and dreams and they want to be the next big thing and they want to matter and everyone's always like so what do you do for a living and it's this huge pressured question because you've got impress everybody it's like you've it's all about the status mm. and even amongst people who are like really down to earth and 
still that's a thing it's like we all have this massive insecurity when we're there that we are not some big deal and that we have to show that we are in some way and I just wanted to do my own thing and I didn't really know at the time what that was um it seems so crazy now because I've always wanted to be a photographer and I was doing that as well but I wasn't it that wasn't my so, sort of sole focus and it wasn't something where I was going for um and moving away from that noise and from being involved in other people's exciting projects and ideas just everything went quiet basically and then for the first time in a very long time I could just hear myself again and it was obvious it was like a slap in the face it was like well you want to do photography you always have so just go on and do it and yeah yeah it was amazing it was literally kind of just that magical it's like everything went quiet and and I knew what I was supposed to do and you could really focus on yourself yeah I could hear what I wanted again so I find that you kind of focus on being authentic both in your words and your work um Mm. and I feel like that really comes through um everything that you kind of create um has Mm. it would you well would you say that it's taken you long to find your voice I guess or has it always been kind of a part of your art (laughs) um I'd say it's a process um it's a process in terms of more of the kind of specific expression but being authentic and being real has always been like a really strong value of mine and um I find it difficult to be anything but that but myself (laughs) um I think I was finding that perhaps harder growing up or going to university and trying to kind of fit in around other people but since then I have really just kind of become more comfortable with who I am I guess and more open about it and um I find just being authentic and honest is just it's just my natural way of being so um it was very natural it was a very natural transition from from that in my personal life to then translate into sort of me being authentic in my business um it felt very it felt felt very sort of constraining to be online without being myself in that way as well mm. if that makes sense yeah um like I'd struggle to just look super professional all the time yeah when yeah. I don't feel that way so I feel like I need to speak about it openly and I need to speak about all the things and the issues that go on because that's just how I am um and something that's always been the driving sort of motivating factor in that is the fact that I am a I am a people photographer and I work with people that usually went before they come to me um they find it quite hard to be in front of the camera and to be that kind of open and vulnerable in that way. Um, but they often they're people who don't find it very hard to be open and vulnerable in their kind of day-to-day life. And often that's why we connect. Um, but then there is that extra step of them sort of stepping into themselves and opening up in front of my camera and me. And in order for that to happen, to, to give space for that to happen... I have to I have to kind of show the way. I have to make that clear that it's a it's a comfortable, it's a good safe space to do so. And I do that by showing up that way myself, by being who I am, by being open, by being honest. Because if I don't do that, if I'm just kind of hiding behind my camera and, and behind my idea of 
hi, I'm Marcia, I'm a professional photographer, you know, and I don't show any of my kind of real self and, and just me as a person, then that would be really hard for them to do so. Um, and that's, that's why photography is so magical when it comes to portraits, because it is about that connection, you know. You, I'm, you, I'm sure you know that as a photographer. Yeah. Like, it, I, that connection happens because it's a two-way thing. You can't just have someone completely open up in front of the camera unless you're photographing something that's candidly happening in front of you, you know. Mm. That, but there is still something going on that's allowing people to show those emotions. So in, in a wedding, perhaps, that's, you know that other family that's the event itself and all of that but when it's a one-on-one thing it's well you've got to create that somehow and I do that by showing up myself so it just felt very natural that that would be something that would be coming through in my business like overall and my social media presence and everything because I would say like just the pure fact that I crave connection and um, I guess having moved to the countryside that became even more important because it became a little bit harder to find my people. Yeah, yeah. And London, because there you're just kind of thrown, <laughs> thrown at people all the time, um, and people just kind of come your way like crazy. Whereas here, it's not that those people aren't here, because because there are so many amazing people here in the country, um, who are doing really cool things and and that I have so much in common with. But I I have to make an effort to find them and to connect with them. Um, and I found that that through doing that, through being as much myself as, as open online, I have been able to then make those real connections because people can then relate and they feel comfortable enough to approach me. I think, you know, I'm more of an approachable character online than perhaps some people who are like really popular and really big. But yeah, and I suppose I suppose they feel comfortable opening up themselves mm-hmm. as well because absolutely yeah and it, yeah like like you say it does create that kind of it's a two-way street I suppose mm-hmm. uh in that you show them that it's okay to kind of open up and be very authentic and in turn they also give you that back yeah and I think I guess it's a bit of a strength of mine in general I've always because where I'm an introvert, um, I tend to kind of zone in on that one-on-one connection and that I find it really hard to just chat about stuff for the sake of chatting. Mm. Um, I'm not great at being a solo of a party or, or having that kind of, yeah, very superficial chatty conversations because I don't thrive in it. I, I, I struggle to come up with things to say, but I'm really good at just like zoning in on something I'm really passionate about or really excited or something quite vulnerable with a random stranger just straight away because that's the place that I feel comfortable in personally and I know it freaks other people out that's the place that I thrive in and so I find it really easy to do so and through that I've often found people felt very able to open up to me straight away straight away without even having known me for a long time Mm. without us necessarily having to have an established friendship um that people were always quite yeah it just felt quite comfortable opening up in front of me and I've taken that to the sort of business level and I think that is part of my strength in photography as well because it's just part of who I am and what's been the response to that with regards to kind of for example sharing on social media and stuff and perhaps talking about yeah. the more difficult subjects sometimes um that I kind of want to mention in a minute actually has it, has it been generally positive? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's amazing. It really blows me away. I, I have to admit that I don't always share things and think, you know, this is going to be great. It's going to be well received. Um, there there are so many times where I'm, I'm writing something out and I'm thinking completely terrified. This is going to be really horrible. This yeah. is people are not going to like this. They're going to think all these things about me and all of that kind of insecurity crops up. But Every time I share anything, especially the times where I'm most worried about it, the, the way people receive it is incredible. I mean, I wrote this whole newsletter that I think you got in touch with me after that um, about money and the reality of money when you're starting yeah, a yeah. business. And I thought, oh, my God, people are going to think I'm so professional. I'm incapable. I don't know what I'm doing. Or I'm complaining. I'm moaning. You know, I'm ungrateful. All of that. And the, the, the way how it's been received was it literally blew, up, blew me away. I had these beautiful long emails from people, basically like letters, like, you know, talking very openly about their experience. Everyone was so like encouraging and welcoming and appreciative. Mm-hmm. And it felt like it was really needed. And it felt needed to me because it was weighing on my heart and on my mind. But I realized that was needed for other people as well because like usually it's any kind of difficult issue, especially the really vulnerable stuff like mental health, everything like that, it's we talk about them because we need to talk about them because we've experienced something and we need to talk about it. But it's then that we realize how much other people need others to sort of lead the way and to show up in that way because it gives them the permission to also talk openly about it or it makes them feel less alone or it yeah. makes them feel yeah less incapable or less sort of you know like me talking about money struggles meant that other people look at themselves with a lot less judgment as well you know if they're struggling with the money aspect of things and they're not perhaps making the ends meet or anything like that it makes them feel a lot less like they're not good enough you know yeah, because yeah. I think we all are constantly bombarded with marketing and with these amazing glossy Instagram profiles and these beautiful businesses and the stories of success and, and books that are telling us to feel better and do better and you can feel like you're the only person on earth who hasn't got a handle on things and it's only when we talk about things honestly that we then feel left alone and I know that because that's what helps me that's the people I seek out online is people who are not afraid to show the the good and the bad you know the role models that the people that I consider role models um that I follow online or or kind of you know read their books or listen to their podcasts and stuff um are always people who aren't afraid to show both their success and celebrate it because I think that's really important especially for women um I think it's so important that we celebrate what we do and what we excel at but it's always always people who are not afraid of showing the hard sides and and actually talking honestly about the the bits that are really difficult because that is what inspires me and that's what I look at them then and I can relate and I think if they can do well, then I can do well because they're also facing those similar issues as I am facing. And that means it's possible to overcome them. And, you know, it's just, I'm not alone. <laughs> I'm not, 
less good or, or less capable because yeah everyone's struggling with the same things really yeah no it's a, it's a kind of a beautiful exchange really in a way um and mm. that like you say you yeah. kind of it allows others to realize that they're not on their own and they you know other people struggle with the same things and actually when we strip it all down you know nine times out of ten the things we are going through other people either are going through or have been yeah. through and they relate a hundred percent so it's yeah. kind of all down it comes down to that kind of human connection I guess in a sense absolutely I think it's the most heartbreaking thing of just sort of the state of society and I, I guess it's probably always have been like that I think if anything we probably live at times that nowadays it's a lot easier to be open about what you're yes, going through yeah. you know being yeah. a woman 200 years ago you wouldn't have been able to talk about <laughs> anything that's going on and um I think we're really lucky and you know we've had the way paved by other people that have come before us um and I think we need to sort of embrace the fact that we can talk about things and and yeah everyone goes through things and it's it's incredible the power of just sharing your story sometimes it's every time I, I talk about myself you know I, I do have that voice in the back of my head thinking like who wants to listen to this you know you're not special you're not <laughs> anything you haven't achieved a lot like why would anyone want to hear your story or why would anyone want to hear your struggles all of that but at the end of it when I do share and I do show up it's like you get the most unexpected results from it like you never know how you might touch someone's life yeah. and I think that's the beauty that it's not even about you it's about the fact that someone else has found comfort in your words or in your story or just simply it came at the right time and it's not about you it's not about what people are going to think of you but I always try and focus it might help one person every time I post an Instagram thing or something like that or write a blog post and I'm thinking you know I'm not an expert like what am I writing about um I think well if it helps one person if one person out there finds this interesting or useful or inspiring yeah. or encouraging then that is it that is my mission accomplished because yeah, it was worth about, it yeah it's not about affecting many people it's just about making an impact and that you know making an impact begins from making an impact in one person's life and mm. and yeah to begin with I've obviously got to find it interesting to talk about something or necessary for myself because otherwise I won't have the motivation um but I have to have that higher aim of this might help someone else um because that motivates me it gives me a bigger purpose than just me but one person is enough <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, a, it's yeah. a beautiful way to run a business, actually. Mm. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. So um, what are your goals for the coming year? Do you have anything? Um, I know that not everybody is necessarily mm -hmm. very <laughs> down with kind of New Year goals and New Year resolutions, but um, what are your kind of plans, bigger plans for the year? Um, yeah, so I... I mean, last year was the first time I actually made goals for the year ahead. And um, 
I know lots of people struggle with it because there's like this idea that there's a lot of pressure to do that. But I've never done that in my life. Mm. Um, so it was actually really powerful for me to actually put some things in writing. And a lot of those things became true at the end of the year. And I think I simply because I made that intention yeah. and I wrote it down on paper and I focused on actually achieving those things that they did happen. Um, you know, I don't think it's anything mysterious as well. I think it's just simply where we put our energy and focus on. There were things I wrote there that didn't happen because I wasn't particularly interested in making them happen. And so at the end, I looked and I was like, you know, I didn't really want this dream anyway. Um, but yeah, so this year, I've definitely gone through that process of reflecting on 2018. And I'll be sharing a blog post as well about that and that people can read sort of, yeah, me talking about how 2018 has gone. And um, I've definitely made plans for this year. And this year, the way things are changing for me um, in my business is that I want to I want to grow a little bit more into a kind of education role. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to I've, I've really shied away from um, helping people with photography, which is really funny because actually when I started the business, I got because I had so much to learn about business. <laughs> and business online and and social media and everything like all of that had to come as I was kind of launching I was like I have no idea what I'm doing <laughs> so I had to go out and read a lot and listen to a lot and yeah I just I picked up so much through that process and I was really excited ab- about sharing what I'm learning with other people mm. and I don't often question myself so if there's a book that I really like or if there's a trick or a I don't know if I I organize things in my business in a certain way and I'm like, oh, this really works. This is really cool. Then I just happily share it with other people because I don't have this pressure on myself to be an expert on it. It's just I'm learning this. I'm finding it helpful. Here you go. You might find it interesting yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, I know that's the way that I pick up things myself. I love you know people recommending me books or resources or tools and methods. And there's so many things that I've applied that I've learned from other people who were just people, you know, doing their thing. And and this method just worked for them. And it just so happens it works for me too. And so that's why I share that stuff. Um, But then when it comes to photography, it's like, but I'm a professional, so I need to be an expert. I need to to really have like 100% and I need to really be like on top of my game. And I really shy away from sharing photography education. I've I've shared this but mostly just you know an Instagram post here and there um so I really want to grow into that this year and I want to embrace the idea of myself as an educator and as someone who is helping other people learn the things that I know um and just kind of embrace my own expertise I guess because really looking back like I've I've, you know I've been doing this for years and I forget that because the business is so fresh um but I'm not a novice I wasn't a novice at photography when I started the business and you know I wasn't even I had been doing it professionally for a while as well um so I really want to do that so I'm hoping to launch I'm hoping to launch a few ebooks this year um I'm going to do a lot more blogging about focus sort of on photography education as well as everything else I'm currently doing um, so there'll be lots of personal things and, and things about business in general. and But there will definitely be more photography education. And I'm also going to launch a podcast this year. How are uh, you? Oh, yeah. That's so exciting. <laughs> I actually, I, the huge excuse I had last year was the fact that I didn't have a mic. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I bought my mic from Lucy Lucraft. 
Oh, uh, perfect. So she's kind of like, uh, yeah, I, I'm sort of, I bought it because she was selling it. And I was like, you know what? That's it. I'm going to take it as a sign. I'm going to buy it. And now I don't have an excuse. Um, and I'm kind of excited about using the same thing as she used because it's like she's this godmother fairy and it's <laughs> her magic dust. So, you know, it's motivating. Um, but yeah, I still don't know what the name will be or exactly what I'll focus on, but it'll most likely be mostly interviews, maybe some solo episodes. But yeah, it's all... I've got sort of put it down in my calendar. I know that when I'm supposed to be working on it, when I'm supposed to be finding guests for it, but I don't, yeah. Make sure you write it down because, yeah, I'll definitely be tuning in. Oh, yeah, no, I will. I will definitely be talking more about it if I have any more clear ideas. But it's a lot. I've been thinking about it for over a year, you know. Yeah, yeah. I got into it, like, last summer, so not this summer, but the summer before. Um, and I've been thinking about it since. Um, it's just that I never sort of really got down to it. I was like, okay, I'm doing this. Um, but now I have, and I'm committing to it, and I really want to release it this year. So hopefully, like, springtime, don't know, maybe start of spring, maybe mid-spring, will depend on how quickly I manage to record and edit things, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's I think really... Yeah. I don't think it'll be focused on... I would, I would love to talk to other photographers and maybe focus on some photography things but I think it'll be a lot about like um kind of living your life and and running a business based on your intuition mm-hmm. and your kind of your own inner guidance and yeah from that I'm really excited to it. um I think you'd be perfect for that though so that sounds really really exciting thank you I'm really excited I have definitely have people in mind that I want to talk to yeah so it'll be about to find a way to fit everyone in around some kind of the theme but also not being too repetitive because there's so many interesting things we can talk about of course so, yeah. yeah of course but again as as we talked about with regards to photography it the podcast is likely to evolve too so it might start off as something as as one thing and then kind of evolve into something <laughs> slightly different and that's okay too yeah, absolutely. Like, I loved watching my friend Olivia do that with her podcast, You're Not the Boss of Me, yeah, which started yeah. doing it about business, and now it's going to turn into a fashion photography podcast because she's really sort of moved in that way. And I love that because, actually, yeah, I think that podcast is not like something that you're, you know, it's not like necessarily like an Instagram account or something that's fleeting, that's you got to, like, stick to it, you got to be consistent, or otherwise people will lose interest. Like, her podcast that she's recorded it's still going to be there it's like it's evergreen content isn't it people people will still go back to it and listen to it I go back to old episodes of shows and they're different to what they do now but they're still valuable so yeah, absolutely you can do you know one season about one thing and another season about another thing but it's still it's content you've created it's still going to be helping people and it's still going to be yeah interesting and useful for your business as well like yeah it's amazing that because I find that from the episode I did with Kate um on Grow With Soul I still have people messaging me being like oh I heard the episode and you know it's it's months and months after and it's really cool it's like oh yeah people are still listening to this obviously because if you find it then you're gonna go for episodes if you really like it yeah absolutely that's exactly what I do I tend to kind of listen to the newer stuff and then you if you're, yeah. you're hooked, you then end up get, yeah. going way back right to the beginning because you want to kind of catch up with everything that they've done over time. So, yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, so to finish our conversation off, I ask all of my guests two questions, and I hope it's not putting you on the spot too much. (laughs) Um, What is a favourite book that you've recently read and would recommend? Oh, I would recommend... You know what? I actually read a novel. I mean, I would expect myself to talk about a business book because I read a lot of non-fiction. Um, And I have read lots of awesome books and I'm going to be making posts about it as well. So people can, I guess, have a look at that. Um, But I read a novel called Jamaica Inn that I literally finished two days ago and I've been so, like, sucked into it. It's been a really long time since I've read novels. Mm. Um... I kind of got so into business that I felt like everything I do every minute has to be about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm at that stage at the moment where I haven't read a kind of novel in a very long time. Yeah, and I mean, there's books that have changed my life, like uh, Women Who Run With the Wolves and uh, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Like, those are just books that I come back to again and again that are so important to what I do professionally. But I read this novel called Jamaica Inn and it's just so atmospheric. It's like Wuthering Heights, but with more danger Mm. and more kind of intensity and sort of personal drama. Like, uh, because there's this kind of abusive situation. And I find that that reading novels has always like stories and movies has always inspired my photography. And uh, I kind of forget that, forget how important it is to take yeah. time to do that because it re-inspires my creativity so much. I mean, I can, you know, I'm reading this book and I can see the whole of the story like unfolding in front of my eyes because her writing is so beautiful. The way she talks about nature, the way she sort of personifies it, it's it's incredible. Like, yeah, just her language and her the way she describes the landscape and the way she narrates everything. It's really, really interesting. So I do, I recommend that one. Well, it I've, sounds, sounds really good the way you've described yeah, it. So I've seen some adaptations of it and they're so rubbish. I mean, I have this t-shirt which says the book was better <laughs> and it's a bit of a running joke because I do believe that pretty much. Most of the time. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Most of the time it's true. <laughs> it's just such a thing that I would say all the time. So, um, yeah, yeah. And definitely the book is. But I think they all kind of make it more trivial in the movies and the and there's a BBC series on it. Mm. Um, they really change the story. They add and take away characters. And I think, like, yeah, it just messes everything up. I think it's, re- it's a really interesting book, especially for, like, recommend it for women, I guess, because... She's like, she's a bit of a rebel and she's a bit of a woman that's a bit not of her time. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting seeing that kind of contrast and stuff. Yeah, I know. It was just a very, very like gripping novel. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And who would you like to hear interviewed on the podcast? Mm. Wow, good question. I'd love to hear more photographers, maybe. Like Siobhan Watts would be amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know if you follow her online, but she's incredible. She's a mother and she's expecting a second child and she's a photographer, a family photographer. And I just think I, she's been a huge inspiration for me since I've started my business, just the way she does everything and how much heart she puts into everything. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and thank you so much for coming on. Uh, just very lastly, where can people find you? Oh, so people can find me on on my website, uh, which is isasolita.co.uk or on Instagram, it's at 
A Solita, so people will find spelling on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely link to link in the show notes. If you enjoy the episode, if you want to chat, just DM me because I, I really always do my best to respond. I respond to everyone eventually, even if. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you so I- much. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'd be really grateful if you could leave a review on iTunes so that other female creatives can enjoy this podcast too. I'll see you next week.